today we conclude our series on the child care situation here in the state of Arkansas. Today I sit down with two of our house parents from the Southern Christian Home and ask um, about their job, what it's like raising uh, children that are not their permanent children in a temporary situation alongside with their, their biological permanent children. And I uh, also ask them what churches can do to help house parents. Um, before we begin the episode, I want to encourage everyone, if you'd like to donate to a Christmas list for one of the kids who live in the Southern Christian Home, or if you would like to take a list that belongs to one of the kids and do the shopping yourself and donate to items of Southern Christian Home, you can call them at 501-354-2428. That's 501-354-2428. And you can also uh, get their contact information from their website, which is www dot schome.org that's www.schome.org thank you so much for listening things true i'm your host cody b today i'm back on the campus of the southern christian home for our final uh interview for the the child care uh situation series that we're doing and today i'm with two of our house parents we've looked at the, the foster care situation and we've addressed how you can become a foster parent with the southern christian home and and the need for foster families. And last week we sat down with Keith Mendeborn. We, we talked about some of the things churches can do to help our foster families. Um, but that's not the only way you can be hands-on involved with child care. We've talked about the mentor care and the mentorships. And today I'm with two of our, like I said, our house parents that are involved with the residential um, agency here at the Southern Christian Home. The, the residential agency is aspect where they actually have kids staying with house parents here in, in a cottage, in a, in a home, in a house, on the campus and on land that is owned by the Southern Christian Home. And today I'm with Kevin and, and Shana Lowry. Sh not Shana. Shanna. I have a friend named Shana and I want to call you, I've called you Shana behind your back all the day today. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I literally asked Abigail, is it Shana or Shanna? But Shanna Lowry. Lovell. 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 Well, hey, I'm Cody Bradford. <laughs> Lovell. I don't know why I got called Joe Lowry. I'm so sorry, y'all. Uh, Take three. No, we're going to leave it. We're going to leave it. We're going right. to let it be. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and Shanna Lovell <laughs> at the Southern Christian Dome. Um, it, it's good to have y'all. Thank y'all for, for sitting down with me. Shanna, what's it like being a house mom here on campus? Well, Chad, it is very... <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy in the sense that we do have the highest of highs and the lowest of lows, um, and you're right there with them. You're pulled a million different directions at once. And it's just, it's crazy. What are the ages of the kids that y'all care after? Um, seven to 13. We have eight in our care right now. Three of them are biologically ours. Um, five are placements with me. And it's, we got five playing basketball right now. And 
we're heading somewhere every night of the week. So it, it's busy. So you just, you come to Southern Christian Home and, and you've just taken in kids into your own biological family that y'all have, y'all have already, had already established. Kevin, what's it like being a house dad here at Southern Christian Home? A uh, house dad has a lot of responsibilities. Um, you know, you have to be that father figure. You have to be the spiritual leader of the, the cottage. Um, you have to do the guy stuff around the cottage, you know, mowing, uh, fixing things, um, helping with dinner. I mean, there's nothing better than scrambling up 24, 25 eggs uh, to eat breakfast, you know. So uh, it, can be, it can be crazy at times, for sure. Um, I want to start with Shannon with this, first, this next question. You, you have your own biological kids and you have these other, I say other children, you have children that are in the foster care system that are also in your care kids of the Christian home. Um, do y'all see a difference in the mental and emotional needs of your biological children versus the, the needs and in, in the kids in the Southern Christian home? For sure. Um, what are they? I will say coming into it, um, I didn't really grasp, I guess, what it would take for my kids to be a part of this ministry as well. Um, they're used to having their mom and dad 24-7 to just them, and now they have to share. So we, we struggle some there, not always understanding, because honestly, when you're raising eight kids, you put out the biggest fire. Sometimes that's your own, but most of the time it's not. So the ones that are the securest, the most balanced at the time, kind of get pushed to the back burner and you deal with the, the hottest flame at the time. Um, it takes some adjusting. It, I want to tell you it's hard on a mama's heart to think, to try to help nurture kids who are lacking in that department without making yours feel like they're losing any of you as well. It's a, it's a fine line you're walking, it seems like at times. Kim? She pretty much answered it. Um, it is tough to find the balance to raise your own and to raise these kids that have such a need is the ones here at Southern Christian Home. Um, the, the ministry, you know, the ministry of this is you are helping serve or you're, you know, serving these kids physically. Um, you're phys uh, serving these kids emotionally. You're serving these kids spiritually. One of the questions you asked me was, you know, how is this a ministry? Well, those three things, you know, physically they come from neglect, they come from malnutrition. Uh, I was looking at some pictures of our kids uh, from a year ago, and they have grown so much uh, since they've been in our care. Um, you know, emotionally they come in, they 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 they've had their life torn apart. Um, literally torn apart from their families and so the emotional 
baggage that they have. You know, we have to show them love. We have to uh, show them that 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 we that there are people that care for them, and um, it's tough. It's tough at times. Um, we show them Jesus though through our actions. That's correct. Spiritual side of it, we show them that God does love them. You know, and we try to. You know, we may not do a devotional every night of the week. Well, we can't because we got so much basketball going on, but. Um, we buy them Bibles, their own, with their name on it, and we, Shannon writes things in it, and 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 you know we take them to church, and we we try to show them Jesus, like like Shannon said, and uh, and that's what that's what people don't realize. Um, they they think of ministry as the preacher as 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 verbally teaching, and, and while that is ministry, and a ministry sure. is does involve verbally teaching what we forget is the actual word for ministry means serving Mm -hmm. serving serving others at at the Perryville Church of Christ when I first started there they asked me what I wanted to go by and I said I want to go by Cody (laughs) and they laughed and said no what what do you want your title to be we had someone be preacher or evangelist and said I I want to be a minister I'm here to serve Um, I'm God's servant on earth to serve others, and, and that that is what y'all are doing. You you are ministers, both both of you, because you are serving the needs of, of these children that you are raising in your home, alongside your, your biological children. Um, and somewhere along the way, we 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 lost that, or people lost that. But I, I really do see push from from our generation. I'm assuming y'all are millennials. I'm a millennial. Although you said you went to school at Issa, or Anissa told me that. Y'all yeah, are I'm, I'm 41. Oh. oh, I'm 43. So. No, so y'all are right there on the borderline, actually, yeah. of a millennial. Yeah. But uh, no, it's something our, our generations and the generation below us are remembering, and, and they're starting to push for more for our churches to, to be more active in again. Um, what... Y'all, y'all attend the church across the Oblo, where, where Jason Almond preaches. Yes. Um, and I, I've been told this through the grapevine. If it's not true, I can I can edit this question out. Uh, does Oblo? Oh, Oblo. I, I don't know what it is with me today. <laughs> turkey, turkey. Hey, probably we just had turkey dressing. But uh, does Oblo help y'all out as house parents? And and yes. and how do they get involved with with your ministry and help you uh, there? Well, they support us financially. Um, and they also support us in whatever need we have. Let them know, you know, clothes, food, um, youth events, you know, um, and we help them as well. We, we have a facility here at Southern Christian Home that their youth group can be part of too. Right. So um, that, that's how our congregation helps us. I was like, specifically, Christy Lewis attends out there, and she is one of the relief parents for us. Yes. So we are able to take our break, or at least a four-day break during the month, and she provides that relief for us. Um, my sister and brother-in-law, Ricky and Carrie Shannon, have gone through the process and have been approved and have all those things, so they will step in and offer us a date night and come and sit with the kids and just mentor let us be you know because on our four days off i mean that's just trying to 
spend with our kids and mm-hmm. help cultivate that and make sure they still know we love them, they're a priority, mm-hmm. but, you know, we still need our time too. Yeah, yeah we need love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's, so just specifically, you know, just those two families for sure. Um, but yeah, like they do, they, they contribute to our financial means to help, you know, cause. Cause it's a mission field too. If you think about it. No, you're right. absolutely right. Yeah. Uh, Go ahead, it's Jim. not only a mission field, you know, it's no different than going to the, to the reservation in Arizona. Uh, we do the same thing here. Well, at least the men do. Well, the women do too. Um, to where you, you know, you might go on that mission trip to Arizona or wherever it may be, and you do the work. You might help build things, paint things. Uh, uh, you do a little spiritual stuff here and there, and it's the same thing I do here. I might help Danny Parrish out at the farm uh, with the cows, you know, or or uh, some maintenance around campus, um, you know. So. It, People don't see it as a mission field, I don't think. And uh, <clears throat> I didn't see it as a mission field at first <laughs> uh, because we, we, we come out of preaching school post-COVID and, and, and couldn't find work uh, to be preacher. So <clears throat> we've seen this in, in the job listings and it's close to family. And so the, the more we were here, the more we realized that it is a mission field just That's as true. much as it is, it is a, a, a ministry. Um, so, Well, because these kids are coming out of lost and dark environments. Oh, for sure. Um, when we start talking about physical abuse, mental abuse, sexual abuse, and neglect, you know, we, we talked about mal- malnourishment. Um, They don't see a lot of the Lord in those situations, in those homes. They don't feel a lot of love. And they don't know what Christian love is or, or what it looks like. Um, and no, you're absolutely right. It is a mission field uh, because it's Jesus Christ that's going to heal that, that brokenness in them. It's the Holy Spirit that's, that's going to uh, move them and, and open their eyes to realize there, there is good in the world and it is found in the kingdom of heaven in, in the church. Mm-hmm. Um, well, what have y'all learned as a couple uh, here at the Southern Christian Home? Let me ask you this. What have you learned about parenting here at the Southern Christian Home? Has your idea and view of parenting changed yes. since you first started here? You know, I was raised very discipline uh, a lot I was disciplined a lot uh, I went to school at Perryville Elementary School I think I was getting licks every week um, so of that breaking uh, spankings are the that's your punishment that's the norm and you don't have to do that I mean here we don't do that right I yeah, mean sure. because right. when you're taking a kid that's come out of an abusive home the last thing you want to do is continue that in some aspect because I'm going to tell you, even though spankings when done properly and in the right way are absolutely, I mean, Don't scripture yeah can be can be beneficial for sure. Um, but that's what that's what Keith and Mandy talked about in the, in their episode that when you have a child who's come out of physical abuse, 
um, the last thing you need to do is, is hit them. And even if it is just a spanking, which I, you know, I grew up spanked, y'all grew up spanked, um, a child who's been through physical abuse cannot tell the difference between what they were in and what they're in now. Sure. I want to take my first experience of a kid having like a meltdown. And I mean, my reaction was go and comfort and hug this child. And that they flinched and drew away because they thought I was about to hit them. Mm-hmm. Like that that was their natural instinct. That was the environment they come out of. Like I just wanted to give them that love and comfort that they so very much needed in that moment. And so with the help of Southern Christian Home and the administration, they, you know, they train you to do it a different way. And, you know, it's hard to teach an old dog new tricks, but it can be done, you know. Um, so definitely parenting, uh, we definitely, ha- definitely have a different outlook on, even with our own kids, um, on how to raise them with, with, without the spankings, you know. It has definitely grown. The, the parents we were, even <laughs> before we, like last year before we started, you know, mm-hmm. to, to where we are now, we grow continuously as we're in this. We learn better ways. You know, you, tomorrow I'm sure I'll look back and be like, oh, I could have done that differently and that probably would have hit better home. Like, I mean, so just being able to recognize that and and knowing that we're not perfect and I'm not going to get it right daily and I'm going to screw up, but I'm also going to do my best to show Jesus through the way I treat these babies. They need to know his love because, I mean, the thing is, is I'm not the forever home. I'm not. I am the temporary. I'm going to hold you and comfort you through whether it be you get to be reunited with your family because they did all the things they needed to do, or I'm also the one that's going to be there holding them when they find out the courts have terminated their rights and they're now looking at adoption. But no matter what the case is, I'm never the forever home. But I have to plant enough seeds of him and pray that we as the church continue to step up and water so that we can break cycles so that we can eliminate the numbers coming to us because I don't need to be their mama. I will be and I will love them, but I don't need to be their mama. Kevin, what's it like seeing a child come into your care from this traumatic background and watching them change and grow as a person? Well, I'll give an example. We have a we had a, a nine year old boy come in, and we were new to the job, six or eight months in maybe, um, and he I never had a nine year old talk to an adult the way he talked to me, mm-hmm. um, and I was about ready to say this is not where I need to be uh, because of the way this boy disrespected me trying to teach him right, trying to discipline him, you know. Um, But now that boy has, almost a year later, that boy has flip-flopped totally 
to where he wants hugs from me now. You know, so he, he put off the uh, the bad boy attitude, if that's how you want to uh, put it, to I need your love, can I have a hug? You know, so, so the boy that had me almost not want to do this work is now grown to where he needs me. Well, what was it like getting that first hug from him? It's tough. It's tough to say the feeling. Um, You almost want to put up a barrier because like Shanna said, this is not their forever home. This is a temporary thing. So you want to put up a barrier, but your heart won't let you. Christ won't let you. If you're doing this job, there's no barriers. There can't be. You have to give every bit of yourself knowing that's going to leave you raw, but you are going to be better off for it in the long run and so much more capable of helping the next kid that walks through my door. So, yeah, there's there's no... I mean, because I have had the just uneducated say, oh, well, you got to protect your heart. If I protected my heart, I'm not doing this job right. That's what Charlie said a few weeks ago. He, you know, he, he said the... The, the individuals, the adults, the parents who say, I don't know if I have a heart for this job or I, I don't know if, if my heart can take the, the kids leaving. Um, Charlie said, you know, that's, those are the adults. Those are the parents we want the most. Um, Keith Moore said, um, it, is, it is the closest you'll get to to understanding the predicament of Jesus Christ where you know, he loves us so much that he gave his own life for us, that God loves us so much that he gave his only son for us, and how humanity does not reciprocate that love. Because um, that's what y'all do for these kids. Um, your, your heart bleeds for them, and, and you bend over backwards, and, and you put your, your, your biological kids on, on, on the back burner um, at, at times. And they don't always give that love back but it's what the job requires it's what kids need sure it's what kids need um but we, we've got a little distracted off of, of of what we were talking about but that's okay that's always fun um if someone's interested in in becoming a uh, residential house parent here at southern christian home what advice would you give them That is the hardest one because I think this is one of those I can talk about it all day long, but you will never understand it until, until you, you do live it. it. Yeah. Um, every hardship I face, every frustrating conversation, every back talking attitude uh, just living with eight kids gives you, it is worth every single bit of it. I mean, there have been times that, yeah, I get so frustrated in just the, I mean, yeah, the the kid side of it, because there's a lot of kids. But then, of course, the back side of it, too, with the parents and the courts and the DHS, and and that you just kind of want to throw your hands up and walk away, but they're worth it. 
showing Jesus, spreading his word, is worth it. And to who better than the precious little children that may not hear it except for from my mouth. I just, it is worth it. Don't think twice. Just keep moving forward. Come join me. I'll hold your hand and walk you through it. I'll have you over a couple times for food, you know, whatever. <laughs> but, Kevin, what advice would you give to someone thinking about becoming a house parent? Um... And I could only look at it from a house dad standpoint. But, right. Um, if you're looking to serve um, in a Christian way, uh, in a ministry, if you're just coming out of Bible college or whatever and, and you're not sure preaching is what you want to do or uh, something like that, this is a ministry. This is a mission field. Um if you're the type of dad that's really active, um, this is the place for you. Uh, this facility is big enough to house probably 200 plus kids. And, you know, Gary, our director, is, is working really hard to, to build this place back to the uh, facility that it once was, you know, and the, 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 the from the 70s and 80s, my dad says he can remember 200 plus kids being here in the 70s and 80s. And um, uh, so my advice would be don't, don't hesitate. Um, this is a way you can serve the church. This is a way you can serve God. And this is a way that you can serve kids. Pray, open your heart, open your mind, and he will lead you. That's right. Sure. That's absolutely right. No, we, you know, I, I grew up here in Morlton my entire life. Uh, I, there was, there's a house, there's a cottage that's been knocked down. It got, but I used to uh, spend the night with my buddy, Aaron Francis. His parents were house parents here. And every once in a while on Friday nights, we'd all order too much pizza, drink too much Mountain Dew, and, and play Halo yeah. until way too late at, at night. And, and, uh, you know, I, like you said, I remember when there were 200 kids here. I remember when there were 100 kids here. I, I remember when um, the, these, all these houses around us were, 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 were full. And, and there's reasons why it's changed. And, and some of the changes are, are for the better. They used to stick 20 kids in, in, with two adults. and <laughs> Can't do that anymore. And we don't need to do that anymore. We shouldn't have done it. They shouldn't have done it then. But um, one of the things that's, that's really holding this other Christian home back from having more kids here is the lack of house parents. Um, there's, they're always recruiting more house parents. Gary's always looking for, for house parents to come and join the, the ministry here at, at the Southern Christian Home. Um, it's a wonderful work. Um, and as you know, Kevin's already pointed out, it's one of those that will, it's not going away. It'll always be here. And it's one that God has, has, has charged, us, charged us with. You know, Paul mentions in 1 Corinthians 9 that he says that I have become all things to all men that I might save a few. Well, you know, for these kids, I've become a, a, 
a cook. I would become a uh, chauffeur, a chauffeur, a janitor. Um, you know, same for Shanna. Most importantly, we become parents for them. And you know, Paul hit it, hit the nail on the head when he said that he become all things to all men that he may save a few. You know, so the few that we have in our care, uh, I know will be remembered, and I know that though the word has been planted into their hearts and their minds, their young minds. So. But to hit on what I'm gonna say, all other episodes, we need your time. I'm a mama to eight kids. And that role is hard to fill. So if I could have somebody step in for an afternoon and take one and spend time. Somebody run one to a ball game so I can sit down and do homework with the other. I mean, like, we're doing a lot between the and, and we're getting it done. <laughs> and the staff will step up. But to have someone that can be, because these kids need consistency. So to have someone that will give their time. And I'm going to tell you, you're never going to walk away going... Man, I should have sat and watched TV instead. I should have whatever instead. Like you are gonna walk away blessed. So, give your time. I, it's the high, it's the highlight of my week. Um, coming here every Thursday morning from eight to eight thirty, uh, looking at a scripture where we're talking about the promises of God, singing Father Abraham and other silly songs, and then taking their prayer requests and, and praying for what's on their heart with these kids every Thursday morning. It's, 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 it's one of the highlights of my week. Um, that's why I went from every other week to, to every Thursday. No, the, these kids need mentors. They need more people stepping in who, who are Christians who are reinforcing the ideas their house parents are giving them. They're reinforcing the ideas of, of what they're listening to um, in, in their Bible classes and in their churches. Um, and like Shannon just said, it's it's going to be a relief to the, to the house parents as well. Um, so they can do they can help the other children in their care who may need more attention. Who has the biggest fire in right. in, in that moment? They they need your time. These kids need your time. The, the house parents need your time. The foster parents in your congregations need your time. Not just your money, not just your items, but your your hands on in the dirt and involvement as well. Um, I mean, that's me. Like, that's what I told him. I said, I, I'm not the money person. And I know there's people in our, like, that's what they focus on because we do have to have your money to keep us going. Mm -hmm. But asking me from the house parents' point of view, I'm always going to tell you, I need your time. It seems like each child needs individual time yeah. with somebody. Yeah. And what better time to fill it with than a Christian somebody hey, yeah. uh, in the body, uh, you know. So. As, as Abigail pointed out in that first episode, you know, the, if, the, if the house parents are the mother and father of, of the home at the time, the, the mentors are the aunties, they're the uncles, they're the grandmother, they're the, mm -hmm. they're the grandfather. You can Absolutely. take a kid for a weekend and spool them, take them on a Saturday, take them to the mall. Come and do all many, those things I can, can't do. You can give them. You can give them too many ice cream, too much ice cream, and send them back. Mm -hmm. uh, 
<laughs> I don't know if Kevin Channel will appreciate it, but they'll appreciate the time you have the kid. Yeah, we will appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, because even with that hyper kid coming back, that kid will have experienced love right. and good memories and just right. having a great example for them. That's right. They'll know what it's like to have auntie, to have uncle, to have grandparents. Mm-hmm. Um, the grandparents that and, and aunts and uncles that I had growing up. Kevin, any final thoughts? Shannon, any final thoughts? Thank thanks you so for much listening. for. I'm sorry. No. I said, no. The thanks for listening and let it let it pierce your heart and let God work through you. If you have any questions, um, you can email them at, at perryvillecoc at gmail.com. That's perryvillecoc at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, love bears all things, believes all things, and hopes all things. Mm-hmm.